Jumbo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Diola Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Every season, I try to do one or two episodes where I just really talk about a certain aspect of my personal financial journey. And so this episode, I'll be talking about my personal FIRE journey. I've mentioned FIRE in a couple of you know, different episodes, but I wanted to talk about it a, a bit more in this episode. What is FIRE? Am I on the FIRE journey? Why or why not? What do I think of the movement? Do I think it promotes an obsession with money? Is it racially exclusive? ETC and all of that. Is FIRE for you? Um, so let's talk about all of that in this episode. FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And this model became popular among millennials in the early 2010s, gaining traction through communities, via information that people shared on, on blogs, on podcasts, and through a lot of online discussion forums. Last year, in 2020, during the pandemic, there were even websites to introduce people or potential partners that shared the same FIRE lifestyle. And so when did I first hear about FIRE and what were my first impressions? Well, I first heard of FIRE sometime between 2014 and 2015. And if I'm being honest, I was absolutely not interested. I read about articles of people making huge salaries, like people in investment banking living in New York City with very healthy salaries, yet they were living in shoebox apartments or in their parents' basements, eating rice and beans all day so they can save, you know, between 50 and 90% of their salaries. And that would allow them to um, retire in their late 30s or in their early 40s. I wanted nothing to do with that for a couple of reasons, right? First, I could not relate to the income and savings or investing levels of those people, right? And second, their measures just seemed so extreme to me. The other issue I had is that I also didn't see how giving or generosity fit into, you know, the, 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 the examples that were being highlighted, it seemed to me that people were living a life, lives of deprivation, you know, in the moment for no apparent reason, under the assumption that an ideal life or way to exist awaits in 10 years or five years or whatever that timeline was. And so for those reasons, it was a hard pass for me. And so today, what's changed? Has anything changed? Well, the truth is that nothing really changed, and I'll explain more. So if you asked me what I wanted to do, even when I was in college, I would have told you that at the age of 50, 
I wanted to be teaching at universities back home in Nigeria or somewhere on the African continent. And I wanted to be doing that by choice and I would not be you know, dependent or needing any form of income from the university that, universities that I work with. So essentially, I wanted to retire early to be able to teach at universities back home or anywhere by choice. So ladies and gentlemen, I have always been about financial independence and being work optional even before I knew that those terms existed. To be work optional means to work exclusively on your own terms because, not because you have to, but because you want to. When you're work optional, you only do the things that you love. You do those things when you want to do them and for people you want to serve. The money is not needed, but it doesn't hurt either, right? Next, I want to talk about just my thoughts on the FIRE movement. Is it exclusive? Does it promote an obsession with money? And so I've never attended a FIRE meeting or anything yet, but I do consider myself a part of the FIRE movement. I am a black Nigerian immigrant woman in the United States. But the truth is, when I first heard of FIRE, the average person in the FIRE movement was a white male. The FIRE movement still lacks diversity to a, to a decent enough extent. Um, but I'm talking about my FIRE journey today because I believe that early retirement can be a viable option for all of us as women as people of color, as immigrants. And so if you're just hearing about FIRE today, then I'm glad I'm talking about it. And that to me is a mission accomplished to get these things out there so more people hear of what is possible. And I am so glad that you chose to listen today. And so when you think about the FIRE journey, some of the things that I've learned is that You know, I don't have to save 90% of my salary for my own version of an early retirement. Of course, the more you can save, the better, but it doesn't have to be, you know, as extreme. Everybody's journey is different. Saving or investing 20% is wonderful, 25% great, 30, awesome, 40, yay. (laughs) Um, I started by investing 6% in my 401k. Today, I save and invest over 40% of my income, but that did not happen for me overnight. And so how have I increased my investing year over year? While my income has increased over the past decade, right, I have not significantly increased my lifestyle. So as I got raises, I increased the amount of money that I put aside to invest for the future. The truth is my fire journey will look different from anyone else's and that's totally okay. And so I love, love, love that today there are people in the FIRE community that are on their own different journeys to early retirement. And a lot of these people are sharing their hows and sharing their whys. And in doing so, they're empowering others to do the same. But they're also empowering others with the knowledge of what is attainable. And so my FIRE dream and your FIRE dream, yep, they're valid. Now let's talk about whether or not the FIRE movement promotes an obsession with money, right? Just my thoughts on whether it promotes an obsession with money. So my personal opinion, right, is that being on the FIRE journey alone would not make anyone obsessed with money. I believe that we are who we are. And being on the FIRE journey could make you more focused or more intentional 
but 90% of the time, it should not make you what you aren't already. I think that people that may get obsessed are those that are strongly dissatisfied with the current state of their lives, that the thought of early retirement is the escape that they need and the escape that they crave. And, and I hear that, but instead of getting to a place where we're so obsessed with every penny, can we look at what we can fix in our current situation so that the ride to financial independence is a little more, you know what, enjoyable. And so let's fix the current issues that we have now. I believe that we can have healthy relationships with money and pursue early retirement or work optionality, whatever it is that we desire. The next thing I want to talk about as it relates to the FIRE journey and the FIRE movement and just my thoughts in being a part of it and, and coming on to be a part of it is just generosity and giving and the FIRE movement. And so, yes, while there are a few exceptions, you know, in the FIRE world, research shows that most people who talk about FIRE don't contribute much to charity or, or causes. And I think that's, you know, that's in line with the broader behavior in the USA. And so it's really not specific to FIRE. In the U.S., research shows that those who give the most of their income are those with the least of that income to give away in the first place. And as people move up the income ladder, we tend to give less and less. Six-figure earners give away the least of anyone, of everyone. And this is a fact whether you're in the fire movement or not. The truth is we just aren't that generous of a people. And so this goes back to the point I made earlier in that we are who we are. Being a part of the FIRE movement doesn't change that. And so personally, for me, it was important for me to build a habit or lifestyle of generosity early on in my financial journey. It's how I was raised. It's also what I believe, right? And so I don't know about you, but when you're trying to pay off debt and you're trying to, you know, incorporate giving into your, into your, um, your monthly lifestyle, you know, it can be like, man, if I put this towards my car loan, I would pay it up so much faster. If I put this in retirement, man, I would max out my 401k or something. But, um, you know, yes, my network would probably be higher, but personally, I would not be the person that I say I am or the person that I say I want to be if I did not incorporate giving into my um, my whole budget, right? Yes, people may not be as generous in the fire community, but I would say in generally as humans, as we make more money, we tend to give less. So again, it's an accusation that's made of the fire community, but really it's just a reflection of who we are as a community. And so if we decide to get to a point as a community where we give more as our income levels increase, I think we'll see that as well in the fire community. And so when I think of FIRE, you know, I think about being on a rigid budget, saving or investing 90% of your income and all that. And I just want to share some non-FIRE things. Maybe, I wouldn't say maybe they're not non-FIRE thing, but I think, you know, maybe someone that's very, was gung-ho on the FIRE movement would probably have a heart attack if they heard some of my non-FIRE things. And I share this to show that, you know, you can do certain things, you can make mistakes, you can start on a different path and still be on a journey to retire early. But I'll share some not so hot fire things that I've done, right? Um, and so for a long time, I call myself fire-ish as opposed to fire, right? Because I felt I'll be giving the side eye for some things that I've done, right? And, and for things that I continue to build into my life. Um, and if some of these things mean I retire a little later than I could, then I'm okay with that. But right now, based on my most recent check, 
I'm on track to retire in about a decade, which honestly, that's not bad, right? Anyway, back to the list. Here are some non-fire things that I've done. One, in the past decade, I've probably spent over $100,000 on travel. Um, I've always wanted to travel. I wanted to build that into my life. And so right when I was, as I was paying off my debt, I was trying to make plans for travel. I've moved abroad to be able to, and that allowed me to travel Europe quite a bit as well. So over the past, over the course of the past decade, I have spent over $100,000 on travel. 100% no regrets. I've also never had a roommate since graduate school. And so I had roommates through college. I had roommates in grad school. But when I finished that, I decided I was going to live alone. And could I have saved money by having a roommate? Absolutely. But it's not a path that I chose. And I'm 100% okay with that. You know, I continued giving as a distant portion of my budget each month. Um, I love rice, but I don't live on rice and beans and I don't live in a matchbox. I live in an apartment that I quite enjoy and I love and it's beautiful. I took a decent pay cut to move to another country. And so I wasn't, you know, I took it for a few years, for almost three years, I took a pay cut to move to Scotland, um, um, to Edinburgh, Scotland and took, and took a pay cut to do that. And while I was abroad, I did not, I could not contribute to my retirement account. And so I did not put any amount in my 401k in 2016 and 2017. I only started back when I came back midway through 2018. The last thing I'll say is, you know, even after I hit my fire number, I do plan to continue to work in some capacity. And yet with all of these things that I've shared, I'm on my way to being work optional at the age of 40 five, all things equal. And so I'll say I'm more focused on the five part of fire, right? So financial independence, and that gives me the choice to either retire early or to be work optional and work on the things that I choose that I love at my own capacity on my own schedule, you know, without having to um, do, do something out of, you know, obligation or because I'll lose my job if I didn't do it. And so I've said quite a bit about FIRE and the FIRE journey over the last, you know, 15 minutes or so for, for those of you that have been listening. But I think there might be someone in the audience thinking, man, it's great to hear about FIRE, but what if FIRE is not an option for me based on the cards that life has dealt me? And so if there's someone in the audience listening to that, I thought about you and I have a couple of things that I'd like to share with you. First... I think it's very important for me to acknowledge that everyone listening is on a unique journey. And particularly, I know that my audience is largely based on, largely made up of immigrants, first, second generation immigrants and people of color. And so I know that life may have dealt us very different cards. There might be someone listening in their 40s or 50s thinking, okay, I don't make six figures. I'm just getting out of debt. I have a family. I simply don't have the disposable income to invest more than I currently am. First of all, that's okay. I hear you and there is room for you at this table. This episode was not meant for anyone to internalize any of the examples I've shared as an indication of their failure. The goal of this episode is twofold. One, to share how I got here but to also spread the knowledge so that more of us know that this can be a viable option. And so you might not be able to retire at 40, but you could retire at 50, or you could retire at 57, or you could retire at 59 comfortably because you decided to, 
you know, increase your 401k percentage once you got a raise or increase your 401k percentage today, that to me, it's still a wonderful win. Better still, because you know about FIRE as an option today, you could have these conversations with your kids. And so that way, instead of being a shocker like it was for you and I when we heard about this whole FIRE thing, it can be the norm for them as they grow up. And that, I think, is a super powerful legacy. And so with that in mind, what's my plan going forward as I continue on my, my journey to FIRE, my journey to financial independence, work optional? You know, I want to be work optional early and I'm on track to hate that when I'm 45. I know that my life circumstances may change because things happen, right? And the biggest thing I can think of, right, is, is, is having a family of my own. And, know, and I know that, you know, those little angels, a.k.a. kids, babies, <laughs> um, they are the most beautiful money suckers. And so I'm planning my life currently based on what I know. And of course, as things change, I'll adjust accordingly. And that's how I choose to, to live. I'll continue to do what is working for me, which is to increase my investments as my income increases. And so maxing out my retirement accounts and putting money aside in a brokerage account to invest for early retirement or financial independence. As an immigrant, I still put money aside every month to support my family before I invest. And I want to, I think it's important for me to say that because I know many people in the BIPOC or immigrant community have family expenses that come up. As a Christian, I believe in tithing at a minimum first, right? Because I believe that these resources are not mine to start with. I also want to enjoy, you know, I want to enjoy the now. I want to enjoy the now spending money on things, people, and experiences that are meaningful to me, not what society says I should be spending my money on. You know, I don't want to live my life on the arrogant assumption that tomorrow is promised. Like I said, I think I'm always one that will work in some capacity. So I'm fire-ish or I'm FI uh, because I don't see myself retiring to lay on a beach. I, you know, that's not me long term. I may do it for two weeks and then I'll get up and then they'll be like, what next? But if I change my mind on that and decide, you know what? Laying on a beach suits me just fine. I'll share that here as well, right? Because I know that we are all entitled to change our minds as we learn things, as we evolve as humans. And so as I invest for tomorrow, I invest in today and I recognize my privilege as a relatively now higher income earner that started from someone that was a low income earner. Um, I'm conscious, though imperfect, in how I spend that privilege. And one of the ways I spend that privilege is sharing my journey so someone else, a seed can be planted for someone else potentially. And so as I wrap this episode up, I want to shout out a few BIPOC or immigrant accounts that are sharing their FIRE journey. One is the folks over at Rich and Regular. Check them out. I will link them in the episode show notes or episode description. For Better or Worth is also sharing his journey as a dad of almost two, a dad of two, um, um, raising a young family, but also they became millionaires, debt-free millionaires for the first time this year. And so he shares on Instagram um, exclusively. Our Rich Journey are the OGs in the fire game. They retired at the age of 39 and now live in Portugal and they share and they teach um, people to attain financial independence, but also help people move to Portugal as an option of where to live once they attain financial independence. Another is Road to Fire, and that's a smaller account that I found 
this year, um, an immigrant, an African immigrant like me and journaling her family's road to financial independence. And so I wanted to shout out that account because again, I just could, I can relate to so much of what she shares. Um, I'll also put a link to her YouTube channel. She has an Instagram account, but it's primarily, primarily on YouTube. I hope you've learned something from this episode, or at least I hope you kind of understand my journey to fire. Um, There's one thing I haven't really talked about, which is my why for fire. Uh, My why for fire is that I believe that I've been called to live a life that's full and rich and multidimensional. And one of the ways that I could do that is by having more choice or autonomy over my time. And so I want to have the freedom of choice with my time, which is my most, my most precious resource to be able to pour it and use it in the ways that I believe I've been called to. Um, and so I believe that I've been called to live a soft, easy life as well, but also a purposeful, a purposeful life. And um, being financially independent and being work optional will allow me the luxury um, to do those things that have been laid upon my heart. And to also, you know, be able to scale back and ramp up in life in different seasons as I see fit or as necessary. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you picked something up. Um, I'll see you next week. But in the meantime, if you've got questions about this episode, please send me a DM. Please send me an email. I would love, love, love to hear from you. And yes, please share the episode with someone. See you next week. Cheers. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? popping and you amplify our message to other potential listeners and last but not least please follow us at instagram at the rich immigrant and as we go out into the world i hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home ciao bye odavo see you next time